Okay, you guys, let's do this. It's gonna be so professional. Okay. Like, so professional. Here we go. Welcome to the Lab Support Podcast with your host, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson, a couple of clean comedians who support each other and others through comedy's wacky and winding roads. I hope you're ready. Kids set. Let's go. Since podcasts have a catchy tune, we wrote this song for Michelle and June. Clean comedians are best friends too. Oh, so good. <laughs> and you never know what they'll say or do. Here we go, sing with me. I'm gonna support, or, or, with Michelle, who's really short. We'll have a ball, 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 with June, who's really tall. They have fun, 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 interviewing comedians. I'm gonna support, or, or, with Michelle, who's really short. Support podcast brought to you by the Hot Bread Comedy Welcome to the award-winning Laugh Support Podcast. I'm your host, June Colson, here with Michelle with one L, Trisha's sister, Rhonda Colson, Corey's friend, and a woman who has way, way too many children's toys for having no children in her home. Michelle. <laughs> Van Dusen, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I was just trying to get prepped up for our guest today. So I, I pulled out everything I could think of that, you know, I could move like it's a mouth kind of a thing. Oh, um, okay. Okay. So, and but this one doesn't have a, a mouth. He just has a really long nose and shakes. So Michelle, it's a podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and describe everything that you were just holding. <laughs> this is Pinocchio. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, the first opening scene was a, I'm a clam. Um, that, that was a worst. And I don't know if a clam even says that. That was a pretty good clam. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty uh, good maybe, clam voice. Maybe it'd be like, more like this. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That didn't no? work either. Okay. I can't yeah, do that. That didn't water. work at all. I tried. I tried. It's yeah. really bad. Anyway, I'm really excited about today and our guests that we're going to be interviewing. So I got all my stuff out ready to go. It seems like you are excited. I think part of the comedy, though, is that they have to actually understand what you're saying. So the gargling water <laughs> while you do the... I don't know how yeah. to do that. I, like, I don't know. I don't know. We may have to add a captions um, for those who watch the podcast later. You know what? I just realized our last podcast, we didn't tell people where they could listen or no, watch. But, if, but why do we do that? Because if they're listening, they're listening. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but if they found us somehow... I wonder what that looks like. Well, yeah. then they might want to know. So that's why it's that's important true. that you can tell them that they that's could watch true. us on YouTube or the Creative Motion Network on Roku TV, you know, or if they're already listening to us on, on like Amazon Apple or, or, or Audible or Spotify, like they could find other places to listen to us that's if true. they wanted to. That's I mean, true. Just I really wanted to see the opening sequence, though, because it, we've been playing that all season. We're into 30 something episodes at this point this season. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that almost every picture that you have of me is crazy eyes like you look adorable in every picture but if it's a picture of us together i'm like, <laughs> like yeah. what is I that? I mean, you you are very photogenic i mean you know your eyes are kind of crazy all the time. it's a triple chin crazy eyed excited face there yes. it is so if right you're listening and you want to see this picture i just posted of june she's on the yes. huckabee show she looks mm -hmm. like a, a train is coming at her and uh <laughs> she's like ah that's what it looks like but I know that your heart behind it is, we're so excited to be here, right? Yeah, yeah. That's oh my gosh. Right now. <laughs> you know how you pick apart everything that you do? The video of that, when I walk out, I'm like, well, hello, hello. 
you know, super, but the tone of my voice is so weird and creepy. Like I, I yeah, it just, it yeah. Was. And then it was that face. So I don't know if they never ask me back. <laughs> Then, um, then I, I mean, I get it. I totally get it. I get it. But, you know, so we interviewed Wynette Turner not long ago. Yeah, uh, it was so a great good. episode, um, brought us to uh, the fourth, like, you know, we were number four on the Creative Motion Network that yeah, week. And um, yeah, a lot of people listening to her. We've had some great guests this season. Um, you know, just recently, Cleto Rodriguez. Oh, and we also had that Bob Smiley guy. Yeah, Bob a- Smiley's been on here. Mm-hmm. Joey Aiello, which was fantastic. Oh, was so, so, good. Yep. so friends, we're glad that you're with us on this episode. Make sure you go back and you check out some of the previous episodes. So um, speaking of that crazy face, uh, that's where <laughs> I was on stage at the Huckabee yeah. show. Mm-hmm. And we have a guest today who has stepped on that stage as well. Now, I did the crowd oh. warm up, but this guest... They, they were on the TV broadcast. So they like to keep me behind oh. the scenes. You know what I mean? That's just, it's so like, he it maybe couch, like, like a was, Johnny Carson moment. Listen, you're going to have to ask him. So let's, let's tell our audience who is on our show today, Michelle. Okay. Our guest never travels alone. He's always bringing his aunt Tilly and a few other characters along. They say he is the chatty one, but you never see his mouth moving. He is an expert ventriloquist and an in-demand comedian. He's performed for Fortune 500 companies. He's the go-to performer for the likes of David Jeremiah and the Chuck Swindoll. He was the president of the CCA. He was a regular on the Darren Stribble comedy show. He was on a hit TV show, Bananas Comedy, The Best of Bananas, Comedy Bunch 3, The Huckabee Show. He's been in prison more times than me. Let's welcome to the Laugh Support wow. Podcast a man who could make anything talk, David Pendleton. Woo-woo! All right. <laughs> I thought that was going to make you smile. That's a great, that, I, I actually like that credit probably more than, than any of the other credits, that I've been in prison more than Michelle Van Dusen. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah. that's pretty heavy business right there. So so the first thing we want to uh, start with, David, is what's your favorite Bible verse? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Really, really. We told David that you know that's we we might ask random questions about that, but I think that would be too easy. Yeah, for that's, why, like that's you. why I so, laughed at that so immediately because it's a callback to an earlier joke that the audience is not even aware. Totally of. not aware of because this <laughs> is what we do. This is what we do. Laugh support for just me and Michelle. You know, it's just yeah, kind of for us sometimes, and then other people come along. No, what I want to know, not really, because I think the Bible verse would be too easy for you. What's your favorite lyric to a death metal song? Oh my goodness. I, yeah, I'm not at all uh, familiar with. I, I thought there'd be so many, David. Uh-huh. Okay, so, so, yeah, yeah it's. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's my favorite it. one. That's the whole, that's the whole thing. No so we will, now that I mentioned death metal, if you do have a Bible verse you want to throw out there to clean this whole thing up. Yeah, Romans um, 1 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God and the salvation to those who believe, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That's what Paul wrote in the book of Romans, Romans 1 16. Wow. Nice. That's nice. a long have one you, too. That's showing off a little, I think. Okay. Yeah. Have, have you been to Greece? Because they have the best cabbage in the world. <laughs> really? Athens, Greece. Yeah. The, the cabbage is bigger than your head. It's huge. Oh. Not saying that your head's small. The cabbage is huge and you don't have to cook it or anything. It's just, well, you got to wash it, but um, it's so, so sweet. Just, and just, just eat amazing. it raw, right out, right out, of, the, right out yep. of the garden. 
Wow. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if they have that on like their, uh, like, you know, travel channel or something like that. That's why no. people go there. It's just for the cat. No. Don't you think? Not no, that's no, not it no. <laughs> Well, David, welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast. We told you that, you know, we gave you a little overview of our podcast. Basically, Michelle and I have been the support for each other for um, several years now. And as we started this podcast, we reached out to other comedians and asked the question, Along this journey in comedy and ventriloquism, look at me saying yeah. that word. I did it. Didn't have to spell it. Michelle did. There it is. If you, I put it on the side. There yeah. If you want to know the spelling, it is V-E-N-T-R-I-L-O-Q-U-I-S-T. See, anything over four letters, you've lost me. Ventriloquist. <laughs> but David, so on your journey, because it, it, I, I, I've seen you, you're fantastic, you're brilliant, um, comedy is just a gift that you have been given and you now give that to other people. And so mm. on your comedic journey, tell us a little bit about maybe if you think back to the beginning, if there's someone who stands out to you that might've been there for you right from the start as you did this. Okay. I started learning ventriloquism when I was six years old, my grandmother, what? my paternal grandmother. So grandma Pendleton, uh, gave me a little Charlie McCarthy, uh, doll, <laughs> a puppet with the string in the back of the neck and you pull the string like this uh, no not like that not at all like that frightening not michelle not again it's a podcast for our listeners michelle is once again she's drug out the visual, the, the yes. crazy dead baby doll that yeah, her and her sister they, her and her sister have like mailed this thing back and forth to each other. And it scares all of us. All of us. <laughs> Michelle, you will be putting time out if you bring that out one more time. I just figured he was talking about, you know, way back when, you know, when he started at six. I yes. thought it might be something this old. That's yeah. why I brought it. That's all. Okay. Well, Carry it, on, David. It probably is that old, but it was, it looked a little different than that. It was a little Charlie McCarthy puppet, which has the slot jaw mouth and Edgar Bergen was a famous ventriloquist back in the 50s, actually earlier than that, the 30s and 40s. But he had Charlotte McCarthy, who's the 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 little character with the monocle and the top hat. Anyway, oh, yeah. so I started with one of those toy puppets with the string in the back of the neck. And I also had a record album called Instant Ventriloquism by Jimmy Nelson. And that Ooh. spawned the next generation of ventriloquists, most of the ventriloquists that are kind of from my era, we all learned off that same record album. So um, my grandmother, though, was very influential in helping me as a young lad start to develop material uh, jokes. We you know, went to the library and got joke books and started to learn how to put together routines and that sort of thing. So it was my grandmother was very helpful in that whole process. Um, and then as I got older, um, I had a, a very good friend in high school. Uh, his name was Scott Kirby and he played the piano and was an incredible um, ragtime piano player. As a matter of fact, oh, wow. he's considered today one of the premier ragtime pianists, piano wow. players. Uh, you could look up Scott Kirby, ragtime piano, and read all about him. He's he's an amazing talent. But he also lived in my little hometown of Urbana, Ohio. And uh, so he and I teamed up for a while. 
and um, he'd play the piano and I'd do my little ventriloquist act. <laughs> and I probably had a solid, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes of material. Uh, and, you know, he would play the piano. And actually, we had to come up with, okay, what can we do together? He played ragtime. And um, so that's when I first came up with the concept and I still do it to this day in my act, which in, for some people that's kind of sweet for other people. That's absolutely pathetic. <laughs> and I'm still doing something in my act that I started doing when I was in high school, you know, at my age, but we did the song Ragmop, R-A-G-G-M-O-P-P -P, Ragmop. And so Scott played the piano and I, uh, you know, it's a little um, piece with ventriloquism where you, you know, the, the character, spells out rag mop and you go back and forth between the two. So um, that was my early career in show business. And we would do shows for the local civic uh, organizations, the Rotary Club, the Kiwanis Club, uh, the lodge down the hall or down the street, rather, uh, the, you know, the local lodge uh, meetings and uh, of course, birthday parties and various civic functions. And that's how I got started. So unlike a lot of comedians, you know, who come up, you know, kind of working their craft on a comedy club stage, mm -hmm. you even have to be kind of a certain age really to, to do that. I wouldn't recommend it if you're, if you're very young. Six, <laughs> yes, six years old. <laughs> um, so that's how I kind of started to develop my chops as a performer. Wow. So, cool. so did you know at the time, any other, anybody doing, cause you, you, you mentioned your friend, Scott, yeah, who was a musician. Did you know yeah. anyone else who was doing ventriloquism that like you were able to interact with? at the uh, very yeah, beginning? yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, enter the ventriloquist convention. So I started <gasps> attending the international ventriloquist convention, which was in Cincinnati, Ohio, not very far from where I lived. So I convinced my mother to drive me there and uh, stay for the convention. And so she was so uh, sweet to be willing to do this for mm -hmm. her, you know, for her son. So I started going to the convention when I was 13 years old. Wow. And uh, I met another young man there who uh, really was already at that time uh, getting a lot of attention for his talent as a ventriloquist who was 15 years old at the time, a guy by the name of Jeff Dunham. Mm, never oh. heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> wow. Well, in other words, this was a place where young ventriloquists uh, and, and young and old gathered. And it was uh, when I started going, I believe that was like ventriloquist convention number, I don't know, maybe four or five. So wow. it, that was still a young thing that was happening there with this convention or, or, you know, something that had just started up in the, in the past few years. And so um, I met older ventriloquists uh, or people that were maybe just a little bit ahead of me in terms of, um, you know, their career. There was a guy there named Dale Brown that I will never forget, totally took me under his wing, just shared with me uh, what he was doing. He was deciding at that time that he was going to start doing this full time. He worked for uh, some other company, but um, was making the decision that I'm going to pull the trigger and I'm going to start doing this full time, which I couldn't even conceptualize that because I was 13 mm -hmm. years old. Like what, what does mm -hmm. that mean? 
uh, but was kind of processing that with me, even as a young lad <laughs> and, um, they, he and his wife were just so kind to kind of take me under their wing. So uh, that was one of those things too, that I look back on and I've reflected on over time as I've gotten older and I've just thought, yeah, that really encouraged me and which is what the show is all about uh, providing support. And I was fortunate enough to find those people who came up beside me, kind of put their arm around me and encourage me along the way. So Dale Brown was one of them. Mark Wade was another guy who did uh, kid shows in schools, uh, also lived in Ohio. Um, my grandfather, so my maternal grandfather became a huge cheerleader for me. Mm. He lived in Cincinnati and had a business in Cincinnati called Swallens Department Store. He had a whole chain of department stores in Cincinnati called Swallens. He was kind of the Sam Walton and uh, and Truett Cathy of Cincinnati. Wow. Sam Walton in that he was a retailer and mm -hmm. had a retail chain of stores. Truett Cathy in that he had very strong Christian convictions and decided that even as a retailer that he would not open on Sunday. Mm. And so many people in Cincinnati had the similar story that we all have about, hey, I'm kind of feeling like let's go to Chick-fil-A. And you pull in and you go, oh, it's Sunday. Closed on Sunday, yeah. yes. And so uh, that was my grandfather. People have all kinds of stories about, yeah, I was going to go get whatever at, at Swallens. And then I remembered it was Sunday. But anyway, that's an aside. My grandfather was a fairly prominent businessman, uh, but also a huge cheerleader for me. Mm. And it was really him that as I started to deepen in my walk with God, in my religious convictions, he was the one that said, you know, I think that God is calling you to use your talent mm -hmm. as a ventriloquist to make an impact for the, ch for the church, it, it make an impact for his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so really that it was my grandfather that started to plant those seeds in my life early on. Um, and so that was around um, when, when he started to really encourage me. Well, I actually have a letter that he sent me where he included a newspaper article um, that some pastor was doing ventriloquism. And as a part of, he would use that as an illustration or a, as a way to, um, add a little interest to his sermon. And, and so somebody had written a newspaper article about this pastor who did that. So my grandfather sent me that article and was just planting seeds about yes. how you can use this uh, to have an impact for God's kingdom. And at the time, I didn't really put any of those pieces together. But I to, to this day, I still have that letter uh, that he sent me. I don't remember the date of it, I just remember that I was recently going through some stuff and I found that. I thought, oh yeah, my grandfather sent me that. I was just a young teenager at that time. So, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. So we're thinking that was a Thursday. It was a stormy day and uh, the mailman had to slush through the rain and he and it brought you joy reading the, the letter at uh, 5.57 p.m. that evening, 
right? Wow, that's amazing. That's that's fantastic. What are you, a story. Are you mocking me? What are, what are you doing, Michelle? <laughs> no, I was adding more detail to, you know, I, I you don't see. remember the date. You remember the date. It was a Thursday. Oh, sure. I know, because I'm just trying to remember about how old I was. But I was, it was probably around that same era. I was 14, 15 years old. It's okay oh. if you don't remember details. Michelle you will just, just make things up. Them 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 in. I dinner, and it was delicious. You know, yes, your mom's like, hey, just, son, just came for you from your grandfather. Read we, it with care. You, you know, I think about That's like, amazing. you know, your, your grandfather, my grandfather, you know, they didn't come from the easiest generation. Right. Um, and a lot yeah. of those folks were very serious people. Yeah. And to have someone from that generation take something that someone could trivialize. Yeah. Yeah. And in a young boy's life, you know. Yes. And, yes. and actually see it for what it was and what God intended it to be. That's, that's huge. I can't you know, imagine. That's really true. That's really yeah, true. Well, now, my grandfather was, was the kind of person that, well, he was just a cheerleader in general. He was one of the mm. most incredible, positive people I've, I've ever known in my whole life. Mm. But you're right though, that, um, that certainly did characterize a lot of people sort of from that generation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I, I, I for sure definitely, uh, know that your grandfather was on to something because I have been able to see God use you um, through your skill set and through your love for him and your love for other people. Because uh, just, you know, just recently for our listeners, the, the Christian Comedy Association um, is where I got to find people the way David found people at the, you know, the other ventriloquists. Yes. Um, and that's something that like COVID uh, attacked a lot of people and a, a lot of groups and things like that. Um, but, you know, uh, the Christian Comedy Association, we weren't able to have our retreats or convention and things that we had gotten used to. But David, you're somebody who basically rallied the troops and kept it going. And this year I got to witness newcomers, new people who are experiencing what you experienced at yeah. that convention, yeah. what I experienced at the CCA. And normally we ask our guests, like, have you, you know, helped somebody along the way? And there may be people that you're specifically mentoring, but I'm not going to ask you that question because I know the answer to it. Like <laughs> uh, Michelle and I got to like witness it. Right. I've been working really hard at this and I'm not Michelle's doing very well. <laughs> But really, because because your grandfather, it's it's amazing what a yeah, what a uh, ripple effect it is, yeah. and the how generation blessing. Yeah, the generations blessing. Your grandfather, you said he planted a seed, yes. and I say he dropped that little stone in the pond and said go, yeah. and you did. And yeah. who knew, you know, that years later it would ripple into you being someone who was helping people. That 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 event wouldn't have happened had you not, you know, uh, led the charge on it, right? And I got to see people for the first time step in there yeah. and uh, and and have, you know, some of that ripple effect hit them. And I can't wait to see where that goes from there. So so I say that because I know that much about how much you've influenced other people. Well, but association, but will... association is so important. And yes. uh, I think it's something that people kind of see as maybe just gravy. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of the cherry on top. But association, I think, is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. uh, call it what you will. You know, association, fellowship. Yes. You know, as believers, we we call it fellowship. In other words, connection. Mm -hmm. So can I share something with you? I've shared this mm -hmm. with quite a few people, but there was an event in my life that um, changed my life 
in so many profound ways. And I was meeting with a counselor because it was, I was just going through a season in my life where there'd been a lot of transitions. I had been, I'd graduated from college. I um, was in a new place and I was finding myself just feeling uh, a little bit depressed. And I wanted to mm. meet with somebody and just talk through that. And uh, so I thought, you know what, if I pay somebody, then I can lay my cards out on the table mm -hmm. <laughs> and I won't have yes. to feel self-conscious about that. This person asked me two questions that changed my life. Now, you maybe I've told you this before, but I, I've told a lot of people this. So here are the two questions. Number Question number one, he said, David, who are you intimate with? Meaning intimate, of course, in the purest sense. Yes. Who are you? Who are, who are you connecting with? Who do you feel like you can be vulnerable with? Who are you friends with? Friends in a, in a, in a deep way. And then the second question uh, was, do you know how to ask for intimacy? Now, that one really stumped me. And I thought mm -hmm. about it for a very long time. I remember just sitting there kind of in stunned silence for quite a while, you know, quite, what felt like, you know, quite a few moments. And I looked at him. And I said, no. And then I said, do you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> how do you do that? Because ask, you know, how do you ask for intimacy? That sounds so uh, needy and pathetic. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. how do you do that in such a way that it will, that, you know, you will accomplish actually what you need? which, mm -hmm. and this is what he talked about is, you know, David, what we're describing here is what we all need. This is not just something that is bonus. This mm -hmm. is something that we need like food and water. This is the way we're designed. We're mm -hmm. relational beings and we need this. And at the time I'd never really thought about that. Like I was just a, you know, I, I was in my early twenties and I'd never really thought very deeply about that. Mm -hmm. And so it really affected me. And basically this counselor said, here's the thing, David, I think you do know how to do this, but I think that what you need to do is be intentional about it. Mm. And what mm. I discovered was that that made all the difference. Like whatever I paid him for that counseling session was worth absolutely every penny and more. Yes. <laughs> it made all the difference for me. And, uh, and then I, I just have become passionate about that. The importance of connecting with people, the importance of vulnerability and mm -hmm. uh, making friends with people, not in a way where it's desperate, but in a way where you can be vulnerable, but you know, um, you don't want to be a bore. People who are boring just talk about themselves all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You just, if, if you think about it, who are the people that I consider to be boring? It's people that talk about themselves all the time. But in order to not be that, what you need to learn to do is just ask really good questions and engage and listen well. And I'm not perfect at it by any means, but um, it's been, that's been my journey. And some of this is like so basic, right? Like I'm saying something, you know, there's nothing really profound about what I'm saying mm. here, but I think so often we miss it. And, and I think it's cool that that's what this podcast is all about. That's what, you know, that's the general topic of, of what it is that you guys are doing here is talking about support and mm -hmm. sp specifically relational support. So anyway, mm -hmm. now I'm going to start getting boring.
No, no. You know, when you said it, it sounded like a simplistic concept, to me, it's, it is it is a complicated concept because that's not the kind of world that we live in. We live in a world that says, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You got yeah. this independent. I got this on my own. I worked hard, Me, you know, me, me, me. And so when we do become vulnerable, when we do reach out to other people, you've got, you've got two opportunities. You've got an opportunity to connect and have a deep and intimate relationship with a friend. Or you have an opportunity to be rejected and the, you know, the fear of rejection, I think is the, you know, that was a big reason for me um, to not have friends for a long time because I did grow up low income housing, government housing, alcoholic, you know, family, poverty, all of those things. I've been rejected for so long and had to kind of hold myself up and carry myself um, I tell, you know, uh, Michelle and and Rhonda Corey, literally in my 40s is when I became the most vulnerable in friendships. And it was with them because God put some people in my path that I finally could be yes. you know, vulnerable with. And it also helps when you realize that there are people that are going through or dealing with the same things that you're dealing with. They understand, you know, and I think that's why like in ventriloquism, there's a conversation you're going to have with your friends who do that. Yeah. I'm completely lost on the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but how exciting it gets when like when you're with other comedians or other ventriloquists and you don't have to back up, explain anything. You can just be like, oh, it's one of those shows, you know, and they get it. Yeah. And you just feel like you've been seen like, the, yeah. you know, they're, they're with you. So I, you definitely have that gift of connecting people. And it's not easy when you do these events and you bring all these people together because, not everybody's always going to be happy. Not everybody's always going to be pleased. But I think when you put your heart in the right place and you work hard and let God lead, then all of those things, we can't control, you know, humans reactions, but we can do what he calls us to do. Right. Yeah. By the way, I I want to shout out really quickly to one of the young men that I met and he's, you know, he's uh, I met him when he was just a, I want to say 17, maybe 18 years old, uh, Ryan Baumgartner, mm-hmm. uh, a ventriloquist. I met him at the ventriloquist convention mm-hmm. uh, and also just a wonderful Christian guy. And now he wasn't married at the time, now married to Gail, his wife. And uh, he's a guy that I think you guys would enjoy having on your show. Uh, solid, you know, walks with the Lord and has a great ventriloquist act. Uh, but you know, like I said, one of those guys that I just met at the ventriloquist convention and have now become, you know, close friends. Another guy named Dan Satchoff that I've met at the ventriloquist convention. He's not a full-time working ventriloquist, but he's an actor out in Mm. Hollywood and um, has amazing talent. Um, I just recently saw him, didn't know that he was going to be on the show, but... um, or the movie, rather, he was on on uh, being the Ricardos. Uh, Nicole Kidman played Lucille Ball, right? And, and so we're not talking. He wasn't an extra; like he had a role. In this oh movie. wow! Uh, and uh, just a solid, great guy. But again, somebody that I met at the ventriloquist convention of all places. Um, and I only mention that just to say. Here's a guy that's out there in show business, but we sort of found each other at the ventriloquist convention and also had a mutual rec- recognition that what is so important in life is not just kind of having surface f- 
friendships or relationships with people yeah. that, you know, that your relationships need to go deep. And so yes. um, that was what was cool about that. I also just recently, and you definitely have to have him on your show, uh, have gotten to know a guy by the name of Tommy Morin. June, do you know Tommy? I don't. I don't know who Tommy is. I'm writing it down, though. Yeah, Rhonda is is good friends with, with Tommy. So Rhonda can connect you. I can as well. But he's a great guy. Just makes me laugh all the time. And uh, I think that you would also enjoy just his antics uh, on his show. Uh, so, or on your show, rather. Fantastic. Uh, yes. <laughs> So, well, you, you see, that. you see, Michelle, exactly what, what we're talking about here, though. Like we're we're here to talk Connected. about David and David is doing what? What's he doing, Michelle? He's supporting others. Oh, yeah. you got to have this one. You got to do this one. And I met this guy and I met and it's all about somebody else, which is amazing. And that's what's so fantastic about you, David, is not only are you real and genuine, but you're real and genuine in your love and concern for other people. Um mm -hmm. Now with that, well, I do have to say it's, it's almost a little embarrassing because it's not like, like I really genuinely, well, you know this, I really what? genuinely want these people to, for you guys to meet these people. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And I want to meet them now. Yeah. Um, definitely. <laughs> but because you've given them such a high recommendation. Now, do you, um, have you met Lauren Lucille? Lauren Lucille? No. Mm. Yeah. Because she's also a ventriloquist. I'm going to be doing a show with her uh, this, well. When this comes out, it'll be a month ago. Yes, yeah. I have met Lauren. Yes, she yes. came to the she came to the CCA retreat this year, and she was probably hard to get close to because all of us love her so much that every extra breath that Lauren has in her lungs, all the ladies are like, Lauren, 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 Lauren. Okay. Well, we love you, Lauren. Well, I did I did notice that, and now that you say that, and I'm you know I'm yeah. getting older. It's harder for me to just remember names and association that sort of thing. Now that you say all of that, I totally met her. We had yes. a delightful conversation yes. and uh, she, yeah, she's really sweet. I don't feel like I got to know her very well, but I think mm -hmm. you're right. It's because she was constantly uh, bombarded being, by everyone bombarded else, right? <laughs> by all the other, by the, all the other ladies at the, uh, at the CCA yeah. uh, retreat. So, well, she, yeah. she's uber talented and she does mm -hmm. ventriloquism also. And she does uh, like, she sings now. Have right. you ever had, um, any of your characters oh, sing. Yeah. And I also, I also want to know, like, how did you come up with the different characters that you use on stage? Well, um, how did I come up with them? I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is a few of the names, right? You have Aunt Tilly, Vern, Aunt Tilly, yeah. Buf Buff, Buford, 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 the dog, Buford. Buford the dog. Yeah. And, and, and Mac. Mac. Yeah. Mac Elroy. And his name is McElroy because he was made by the McElroy brothers, McElroy ah. brothers. Uh, actually, in, uh, he was built in 1938. I'm currently the only ventriloquist uh, living that regularly performs with what would be considered in the ventriloquist world a an original McElroy figure. Wow. Um, that they were, they're highly sought after because they're rare. They only, there's only about 30 known of these characters out there, uh, most of them in private collections. David Copperfield owns, I think, three. Uh, so, in other words, they're they're these collectible puppets, a little bit like a Stradivarius violin. You know, wow. what I'm saying like just. Uh, but I'm the only one that regularly performs with an original McElroy. People in the ventriloquist community think that I'm a bit crazy to do that. <laughs> Uh, because they are, yeah, very valuable. 
Hmm. But, oh, okay. um, but the, the thing is, you know, as a believer, we know that life is but a vapor. And uh, you know what? This was designed to be performed with, not yes. you know, like Toy Story, you know, not to not to put, you know, the, the toy behind glass in yes. some sort of a collection, uh, which which Toy Story was that? It's like Toy Story 3, I think. Mm. Anyway, you get the concept. But they're to be played with. They're to be enjoyed. They're to be on stage. That's why they were built. Uh, that mm -hmm. That's their purpose. That's their design. So that's the reason that I that I so enjoy performing with this vintage 1938 uh, ventriloquist wow. puppet. I tell the story about how I acquired him. I have a video out there. Um, they, if they go to your website, it's down um, there on go. there. Yeah. 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 So David's website is anythingcantalk.com. So anything he refers to on the website, you can go to anythingcantalk.com. All now, right. Tell us about the video. We also want to do a shout out <laughs> for <laughs> christiancomedyassociation.org. Yes. Uh, and oh, we would love for you to come to our retreat. It's going to be in Indianapolis in June. And uh, we would love to have you. We would love to meet you. Yes. And uh, have you join our quirky little community of Christian comedians and other performers. Uh, now, is so. that a dot or say the website again? For that one. Christian Comedy Association, all spelled out. Christian Comedy Association dot org. We used to have a dot com, but we don't really use that anymore. It's now yeah. dot org. Yes. And the registration page for next year's retreat will be up soon. Mm -hmm. Having this conversation just reminds me that I need to get that finished yes. to put that up. But we've got some time. But it's next June. Next June. Yeah. So you, you know, a lot of people that we've been interviewing lately, um, just talking about the connections that it makes. We have had, we had 35 episodes the first season. And I think we're around 35 at this point, maybe doing 40 this season. <laughs> I would say at least 40% of our guests bring up the Christian comedy association and you know That's we fun. just we just interviewed uh cleto rodriguez last episode and we and have not seen cleto at, at a retreat in quite some time yes and and he was sharing about his journey of being and you know not clean comedian and then god changing the direction of his life and how the connections he made through the yeah. christian comedy association that there are still people that are you know bob smiley claimed to to be a brother um, and he treated him like a brother. He dogged yeah. him, you know, he made fun of him. He, we insulted yeah. him and, and teased him, <laughs> but, but yeah, a lot of people through this retreat that you're, you're talking about the Christian comedy association retreat. There's a lot of, um, a lot of comedians, uh, that we have interviewed that have said that, you know, that made the biggest difference for them to be able to connect with, with other people. And yes. they're really excited that it continues on. So as David shared, it's Christian Comedy Association.org this June in Indianapolis, 2023. I believe it's June 6, 7, 8. I think that's Is right. Is that right? Um, Monday, either way. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, yeah. whatever would be correspondent with that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't have a calendar in front of me. You'd think Actually, I would know, good grief, that I would remember, but they just... Yeah, we'll look at it. I have my calendar here, and oh, just, you do. There just, it is. just so you guys know, once again this year, it's going to be on my birthday. It's going to yeah. be on my birthday, and yeah, I may have acted like a big birthday. baby when they gave me a cake and cried. So this year, I'm going to ask that there's no cake, no cake. So uh, I'm going to ask for a cake, please. Somebody bring a cake because it was delicious. 
Okay. All right. We got that settled. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like 2023. It is June 5th, 6th, and 7th. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, June 2023 yep, is right. June 5th, 6th, and 7th. So we'll be closing it out on my birthday this year. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. in case anybody wanted there to go ahead go. and get started on a gift for that. <laughs> <laughs> just in case, just in case somebody wanted to. The, um, so you've, uh, you had a video up, David. It was a while ago and I have not seen it. I've, I've looked for it and I've looked for it. Oh, and no. it, I'm, oh I'm yeah. Terrible at this. It was, um, <laughs> it was, I believe, focus on the family, and it was Aunt Tilly, uh, talking about sex, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, have, this is a clean podcast. <laughs> okay, let me tell the story. <laughs> well, describe right. Aunt Tilly first, okay. because Aunt for Tilly, people who haven't seen you, Aunt Tilly looks now, like what? Aunt Tilly is 94 years old. Uh, okay, so the story is Josh McDowell. So it wasn't focused on the family. It was Josh McDowell. Oh, Josh, Josh McDowell, McDowell okay. um, you know, spoke a lot on college campuses over the years about uh, the importance of abstinence and, um, you know, why it would be important to wait until marriage and so on. So um, he did a talk and he asked me to introduce him at one of these events. And he said, I want to be fun and clever. And this was several years ago when auto-tune the news. Remember auto-tune the news? You don't see that very much anymore. Are you? That was the best. Oh my gosh. So yeah, the guys that did auto-tune where they would take little news stories and then turn it into a song. And they and they literally would auto-tune the, the person speaking so it sounded like they were singing. Uh, and so um, there was the backing up song. I'm backing up, backing up. But anyway, there, there's <laughs> really great auto-tune the news songs that were just so catchy. So I thought it would be really fun to do auto-tune Josh McDowell. Um, and, and I took a portion of one of his talks where he was talking about how well he was talking about sex i mean basically yes. uh, and that was the topic of his of the thing that i was introducing him for so it this was not off topic this was exactly what <laughs> this wasn't was a random moment david had <laughs> exactly the the conference this was the event and i knew some of the content that he was going to give and and josh is he's got very distinct ways of making a point and um and he, in, in, in the video that I pulled this from, he also did in his presentation where he says, what is the most powerful sex organ? The most powerful sex organ, he says, it's not between your, it's not between your legs. It's between your ears. It's your mind. And so, you know, very provocative kinds yeah. of uh, statements that he would make, you know, edgy, provocative things as he's talking on this topic. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I took some of those phrases. It's not between your legs. It's between your ears. <laughs> yes. And I worked with a friend of mine who was very talented as a musician and we made that into a song. Oh, nice. It was fantastic. <laughs> and then we, and then we integrated it as if Aunt Tilly was asking Josh these questions. You know how, 
you have the reverse angle as if the person is actually at, you know asking the question and then you have the actual video of the person responding yes you know and and of course they were never even in the room together but you make it look like they were and so aunt tilly was asking josh these questions and then uh she kind of launches him into answering singing this song so it was this really silly kind of very off the wall video I it, I did not host. I, in other words, I didn't have that video on my um, oh. YouTube page. It was on somebody else's YouTube page, uh, and that is now taken down. Like you, you won't be able to find that anymore. And I need yeah. to contact the guy to put it back up. But I've just kind of let it go because yeah. I mean, it was, funny. it was edgy and it had a place. Like yeah, we it's fantastic. We it's, we weren't necessarily intending for that to live on YouTube forever. It was intended for this conference. It had a very specific mm-hmm. um, uh, purpose. Yeah, but, but it it's so good. It is so good, and it's still needed for this generation and the next generation yes. and the next generation because it would be a video I would make my kids watch. My boys need to see that video, and the best part of the video. Uh, David's kids are in it. Yes, they like, are. Their boys are <laughs> so, so you have like, you know, nice. like they're interviewing um, the guy. And so you see the teenagers are sitting there listening and then yes. Aunt Tilly who starts to sing and you just yeah. see the head nods of the kids and the, the thought oh, oh. complex like, wait, where? What, what, yes. what are, are my, it's between our yes. ears. What? Yes, like you, just, you see all of it. It's so, and to hear this, what is she? 94. Yeah. 94. Yeah. Singing it's along. So, it's so good. It's, <laughs> it's so campy. Good. It's campy. It's bizarre. It, yeah, there, there was just enough about it that I think, um, it's brilliant. I kind of thought it might actually kind of go viral, like, because it, it was should, just kind of weird. Now. But anyway. It, it, thank you it, for appreciating it. Yeah, oh <laughs> yes. my god! And I looked and I looked and I looked for it because I wanted to play it so bad. Um, but it's gone. It's yeah. Please find it, please. He, 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 there was one of the lines is uh, they never have created a condom for the mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, even there, what that's a provocative statement, right? Yes, they haven't yes. created a condom for the mind, but you get the point. In other words, and then, but then you'll get like Joe B. Sad or 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 uh, Joey Aiello. Oh yeah, and take a, a balloon. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah they're <laughs> gonna see those guys. They blow it up. Well, you know, what, you know what's interesting is that it actually led to some really good conversations that I had with my sons. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. Is that um, a, a lot of times I think uh, people we get we get a little frustrated with the Christian culture. Right. Avoiding topics. And yes. I think um, I, I had a friend, actually, my my nephew, he was the first grandbaby and, you know, nephew in the family. And someone was talking to him about sex on the school bus and yes. he came home and um, had some, you know, conversations. And my and my mom and sister happened. We all were kind of there together. And my sister's like, can you believe this kid said this, this and this? And, and mom said, well, what did you say? And my sister said, I just told him that's that's not a conversation that we're having. You're only 10 years old. And my mom said, if someone is talking to him about it, it's time for you to be talking to him yes, about it. Yes, and the it thing about true. comedy is that it can yeah. take that scary edge off. It can diffuse the situation right. and it gives us permission to talk about things we need to be talking about 
anyway. That's right. And yes. to even act like, oh, it's it's edgy for us to even be talking about this. No, it's what we should be talking yeah, about. No, and like right. you said, it opens that door to conversation and it makes it less, you know, like any, I, I, I promise you any conversations I've had with my boys had an edge of comedy around it just to, <laughs> just yeah. to, use the situation and allow them to be like, Oh, okay, we can, you know, we can kind of laugh about this, but I'm serious though. (laughs) We're serious. So, but comedy can do that. It can give us permission to talk about things. And I think a lot of, a lot of comedians um, are able to use, you know, able to use their platform for that. So that's. Well, and and comedy, a lot, one of the principles in comedy is tension and release. Yes. So there, there needs to be some tension. (laughs) <laughs> that actually is built. Uh, and, and then there's the release that, you know, that's the laughter part. So. Yes. Oh, oh that's how that works. Right. You and I are going to learn comedy by the end of this, uh, by the time we get done so. interviewing people, maybe season four or five, we'll have it. We'll have at least a joke or two figured out. <laughs> if we don't get canceled by then. Uh, no. Okay. So I want to shout out to one other friend, by the way, Jim Labriola. Yeah. Uh, okay. and Jim and Tommy remind me so much of each other. As it turns out, they came from, uh, they're both from New York. They both are Italian. They kind of have a similar way that they talk. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was really funny when I first met Tommy, I just, I could not stop thinking about Jimmy, uh, because of his, how similar they are mm-hmm. and how much they just love to, bu- both of them love to just bust my chops about, uh, <laughs> about my personality and, you know, my quirkiness. But um, Jim Labriola is also another one of those friends that has been an incredible support and encouragement to Mm -hmm. me. He's the kind of guy that I can call any day at any time, and he will always be there for me with an encouraging word and, uh, you know, somebody that you can go deep with or that I can go, you know, that I've found Mm -hmm. that I can go deep with. So he's another guy that I would love to connect him to you guys to potentially have on the show. So. Well, let's let's talk about um, your lovely bride. Uh, I I want to say, as far as laugh support goes, there's been more than once that I've been in Indiana, and David and Linda have been in an audience and watched yes. me do whatever so it is good. I'm doing, you know. And I remember the first but time you that they always came. do very well. <clears throat> well, I appreciate that. You know, uh, David is definitely you. You've been at this game a whole lot longer than me, and um, I have a lot of respect for you. And so, when you have someone that you truly respect in the audience, you know, you hope like, don't mess this up, don't screw yeah. this up. David and Linda are here, but <laughs> you guys, so you guys have never made me feel like you were watching me to judge me, or that you know that you were deciding whether I was good or not good. Like literally, every time you and Linda have been. Um, present at something that I was doing, I always just felt supported. And that was it. Like nothing outside of that, not, you know, you were trying to decide if I had the gift or if I was worthy or, you know, whatever, because I mean, you do, you get, you get that uh, Christian environments or non-Christian environments. You have have some veterans who will kind of sit back and and you can Mm -hmm. tell whether they're going to try to give you a blessing or if they're going to go, ah, that girl's hacked, that girl, you know, whatever. And I've never felt that with you. And I know Linda is a; she's been a huge part of that's, that's uh, true. your career. So tell us a little bit about how that partnership has um, yeah. worked. So we definitely don't want to close out without talking about. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because, of course, I was kind of. I'm oh, typical, yeah, I'm for a sure. Typical dude, right? I'm going down this certain line, thinking about friends and people in the 
in the industry and, you know, guys that I've gotten to know over the years, that sort of thing. My wife, oh my goodness, there is no bigger supporter in my life. Uh, and she is absolutely the love of my life. Uh, my wife, Linda, she mm -hmm. is amazing. Um, and gorgeous. And, and gorgeous. I will yep. agree that, mm -hmm. you know, as everybody always says, but it's really true for me. It I, is. Married it is up. true. I married oh, up. Yeah. Um, and she's an amazing mother. Um, early on when we got married, I actually, as we were dating, I actually brought her along on some gigs that I was doing. Uh, and in some ways, you know, I just wanted to see how's she going to deal with this? <laughs> you know, if we're going to date, this is a part, this is who I am. And this yes. is what I do. Uh, I wonder how she will deal with kind of being in, in this kind of environment. And she just jumped right in and mm -hmm. then immediately started to figure out ways to support and make it better. And mm -hmm. would notice things that, uh, where she needed, or somebody needed to pick up the slack somewhere. Uh, you know, somebody needs to be back at the sound uh, board handling that better than they are. And so yeah. she took it upon herself to go back and learn the sound board so she can be there and uh, know how to um, be that support in that mm. role. Wow. You know, she she's the one that does all the music cues for my act. I do have some musical elements in the act. And then we started adding even more because I had somebody now that could come along with me and do that. Uh, she even recently has learned how to remotely control a puppet. I now have a remote control puppet that I use in my show <laughs> and, and she's learned how to puppeteer that. It's named it's David. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm likening that to my career, but so much more than that. I mean, she yeah. just is an amazing mother. She's also been somebody that you know, people will call and they'll say, we'd like to have David come do a show. We don't have much of a budget. Um, you know, would he be willing to come and do it for free? And Linda will often point out to them very gently, there is no such thing as a free show. She said, yes. now David might be able to come and do a show for you, but understand if you don't pay for it, someone will. Mm -hmm. And that someone might be his son's that will miss his dad being home that night. And so wow. somebody will pay for it. Yeah. And so she's just always had that perspective and mm -hmm. is able to share that, not in any kind of a snarky way, but just right. to help clients understand yeah. that somebody's going to pay for this. Yeah. And if, if, if it's not being paid for by the client, by you, you know, having David come and do a show for you, um, then I'm going to pay. You know, so we might still be willing to do that. But just recognize that somebody's going to pay for that. So anyway, it was yeah. Linda that was she. She's perceptive enough to recognize that and even to communicate it. Yeah, and, um, she's and, really good at that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so again, I brought it back to career stuff, but that she. My point there is that she's incredibly insightful. And, yeah. uh, and she's also really good at helping me with, you know, that joke that you do the other night, you did it and you did it this way. And it was so much funnier. Did you notice the difference? And I, of course, it blew right past me. I didn't notice, but she, she will point out, yeah, when you did it this way, it actually gets a little better laugh. And then mm -hmm. I started doing it that way. 
she was absolutely right. Like I hadn't noticed that before. So she's just very perceptive and she's really good at helping along the way. So that's fantastic to have a spouse mm -hmm. that has that much insight and ability and notices all the little things that are lacking. So then she just steps into this area this to make you better because you're the one yeah. that's on the stage. I, yeah. I love that so much. I mean, she's, she's the epitome of support. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's the way that, I that is really true. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she's always been so kind and like anytime, anytime I've, we've ever had conversations, she's like, well, you are getting this amount of money. Right. I was like, oh no. yeah. She's like, oh, that should be your minimum. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> like I had no idea. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. She's like, you're worth more. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, so she just gives you that whole backing and she's just, she's smart and, mm -hmm. and brilliant and beautiful. So David, man, you, the combination of having a husband and a wife to be able to do this um, together is fantastic. I mean, that is a huge support. There's only another, there's only a couple other couples that are like you guys, like um, the Renfros, mm, right? Yes. Anita Renfro and um, yeah. John. And John, and, yeah. But, it, but it's reversed though, because right. John's the one that supports everything that Anita does on yeah. stage. Anita, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So he's always mm -hmm. the one doing the cues and things like that, which is really cool. But then now I think with Linda doing the remote control part, which I'm really fascinated at this now. Now yes, I want to yes. go to the show. When is your next show? Because I want to come watch how this happens. Because then, so is she like on stage? You backstage? No, no. She's totally she's totally down either at the soundboard or in the audience. Is it like a drone uh, coming in? Oh, well, <laughs> it's it's a puppet, but she controls all the head movement. So I have just a tiny little uh, thing that I hold in the palm of my hand that uh -huh. controls the mouth because that's where you need the precision of, of an accuracy mm -hmm. so that the mouth corresponds with what's being said. So that's very important and somebody can't follow that. But in terms of head movement and looking around ah. and blinking and all of that, Linda can do that and sort of follow along and the movements can kind of follow oh, after. Cool. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't have, I don't simply don't have the ability to, to control all of that in the palm of my hand. That, mm -hmm. that like that technology doesn't quite exist, at least not to get that sort of precision. Nice. So, so that's what she's controlling in back. But bless her heart that she's willing to pick up this little. And I totally had this. I designed all of this. And so it's literally a, an airplane, a model airplane remote control, like a drone controller that she's yes. back there doing. <laughs> okay, oh, wow. Wait, wait, hold up. So you designed this. So is this a design that you are the only one in the world that has it? Or no, is this something that well, other I mean, have it, but then I'm you probably, created like a model I'm for you? I'm probably the only one in the world that does it just like that. But right. there, there have been other people who have, have designed or done, you know, their own rendition of an animatronic or remote control puppet. Like I'm, I'm certain that's not unique to me. There are other. Oh, okay. Because I was like, you, you need to market that. You need to be making yeah. money on that. <laughs> Michelle is always, time. yeah. Michelle's always trying to come up with an idea or a book or a something for every one of our guests to do. So she was ready. She was ready to patent that. Yeah, to make, to make that no, it's just my own. It's my own rendition of it. There's, there's various, various ways to do it. I'm sure. Mm. So well, I think you're. Rope, wait, hang on, June. Excuse me for this. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Now, like I have, like my mind is exploding with questions here. Um, so, 
so is that a whole nother character in your it show? Is. It is. Yeah. His name is Sergeant Major Bura. And he comes out on stage and he's learned that there's some troublemakers in the audience. And so he makes reference to somebody up. I, I do the classic, you know, that guy in the audience. It's the person down front that now I'm busting their chops, you know, for the whole act. And so that person becomes that guy. And mm -hmm. so then when Boo comes out, of course, he looks down at that guy and now it's a running gag, right? Everybody knows, oh yeah, it's that guy. So he comes out and he says that he's, you know, the secret agent and uh, he hunts down the troublemakers and he can make them talk. And I said, wait a minute, I, I can do that. He says, what? I, I can make people talk. <laughs> no, you can't. Yes, I can. Well, you wouldn't be able to make me talk. And, you know, so there, that, that's already a little, you know, fun little thing that's going on there. Well, actually, I think I can. I don't think so. So, so then he says, all right, then step away. So up to now, my hand has been behind him. Like I'm controlling him. He's on a stand. Uh, okay. And so, so then I step away. It's like, okay, there you go. Well, then he'll slowly move around. And then you get the little ooh-ah out of the audience because yeah. he's moving by himself. But I don't want the whole thing just to be rooted in this little trick, in this little mm -hmm. gag. Right. Now, okay, so he moves by himself. We get it. And so now, you know, I kind of complete the, the, the bit there where, yes, indeed, he's, he can now talk and he's off away from me. So I say, all right, well, enough of this. I'm going to move on with the show. And he says, nope, I need to stay out here. I need to keep watch on this audience. So fine, you can stay here. So I leave him there. And then I pull out Aunt Tilly. And so now he's on stage and he's reacting by looking. And um, Aunt Tilly now looks over at him. And now I can have a conversation between Tilly and him because I can still, you know, I'm holding Aunt Tilly and I've got the controller. Ah. So, so now I can... I can do him and Aunt Tilly and they can oh, interact wow. with each other. He can now interject snide comments as, as we continue on with the act. So he now becomes a heckler from <laughs> the yes. side that I'm controlling. I'm so cut it out, stop it. You know, so as if, you know, that's the whole idea with ventriloquism is that, you know, you, we all know that you're the one doing it, but the goal is to make you forget that I'm the one doing yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, and have and you ever forgotten, like when you're doing the different characters, you have you ever forgotten which character you were doing? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the save on that? You know, like with comedians, if you go blank, a lot of people have a line or whatever. Do you have a save if you accidentally throw the wrong voice to the wrong? Well, I actually did it by accident one time and it's now a part of my act where all of our voices get mixed up. So, but that happened by accident. And that was when I had Mac and Buford and we sang Ragmop and mm -hmm. I, I had the wrong one with the wrong voice. And so then we, we do, and that actually is a fairly, I, I don't know. It, it's a fair, it's, it's a little trick that ventriloquists will also throw into their act where, you know, oh, we got our voices mixed up. Yeah. Well, it did genuinely happen. Like, and it was at that time. So I just kind of kept it there and developed it just a little bit. And so then nice. one of the characters, cool. constant three, we get our voices back. So there's that. <clears throat> I don't know if I have a standard save for when that happens. I wouldn't say that it happens often. <laughs> Here, here's a line for you. Here's a line for you for a standard save. Oh, June. That's it. That's all you got to do. People are like, who's June? What is this? Oh. <laughs> no, that was it. Don't you <laughs> I was all ready to, to write no. down. I thought you were going to give me comedy gold right here. No, no, that was it. That was just, oh, Jude, that was it. 
So um, okay, well. But but let's now on that one. let's punch that one up a little bit more. Yeah, that's Michelle's save when things go wrong. She just goes, "Oh, June." Oh, June. My my friend Donna from Ireland. All she says every time I say something, she goes, "Ah, Michelle." That's it. Ah, nice. Mm, yeah, that's it. Okay, we've. Uh, how long do these podcasts normally go? We've, we've been at this for over an hour. Yeah, we we usually wrap it up around. Well, we do nine segments basically. So yeah. we're you're in segment one of nine. So we do nine hours, and now we're <laughs> we're actually getting wow. ready to. I was getting ready to wrap it up when Michelle told me to shut up. So yeah. that's that's where <laughs> I didn't say that word. I said, wait, wait, hold on for one second. <laughs> But that's I, mean, I can keep going, earlier. but I know that you know you also probably want to you know hold on to an audience as long as you can. So <laughs> I think we do. Also, this will be the first time a, a, a guest has said, "You know what? Are we done with this?" <laughs> <laughs> wow, David! I'm just, wow. I'm just, no, I'm just no, looking I, out for you guys. No, actually, truly, well, we're about we're about to wrap it up. Michelle, go ahead. One more thing. What do we got? We I got at least eight have, more hours. We have what? Five characters that you do plus you so technically we could do six hours well i'll tell you what we'll wrap this one up and then we'll discuss the other six hours after this one's yeah, over. Sure. how about Sounds that good. michelle Sounds so good. listen friends i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of laugh support podcast we definitely want you to check out david pendleton and all of his amazing friends you can find david on facebook david pendleton on YouTube, he has, you can find him at Anything Can Talk. And his website, as we said before, is anythingcantalk.com. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you're watching us, you can actually listen to us on pretty much any of the platforms where you listen to podcasts on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, Player FM, and others. And if you're listening and you want to see how amazing we are, plus Michelle's scary dead baby doll in the back that scares me every time, then you can always watch us on the Creative Motion Network on Roku TV. We are also on Vimeo and of course on YouTube. So I am going to wrap this up like I usually do and let you know that Jesus and Junebug loves you. And Michelle, why don't you make one of your friends back there talk and tell us goodbye? All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>